he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy that you are here. So you know the drill. Come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, guys. Let's creep. Okay, so The Golden Bachelor is officially underway. Coming this fall, ABC says, quote, it's never too late to fall in love. Uh, I know you have some dark thoughts about this. Well, I made a TikTok about this and I made an Instagram Reels about it. It was the same thing. But I hate this so much. I feel so... Well, because first off, too, when they first announced they were going to be doing an older skewing bachelor season i was like oh i want to nominate my mom he 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 so i go on the website but she didn't even qualify to be nominated because you had to be 65 plus is what they're looking for like actual senior citizens not like middle-aged people and my mom's only like 60. so the fact that these are like really old people like these are like my grandparents age people i just feel really icky and sad and i can't watch old people cry yeah. Anytime I see like an old man just like sitting at like a diner, I get sad. Well, this is supposed to maybe have him sit with a partner at the diner. I get sad when I see the old man sitting alone at the diner. Trust me. But yeah. if he goes on this show, maybe he can have a lovely lady to share some cheese fries and gravy with. Sure, but think of all the people that will like get hurt in this yeah, situation. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I'm I'm looking forward to it because it's a fucking change. And I feel like we've yeah. been stuck in this rut. And there are a few things that are being thrown around that could potentially resuscitate this franchise. For example, Tyler Cameron commented on the announcement and said, I volunteer my pops as tribute. And like Tyler's dad is a single widow and Tyler is the most popular guy from the franchise. It would guarantee Tyler would return to the show. They would at least get him in the promos. People would be invested because it's Tyler's dad. He has the story of just tragically losing his wife unexpectedly. I actually feel like something like that is something that could completely save this whole thing. That in itself, yes. But to get to that point, think of how many people are going to have to be tortured. Yeah. Including Tyler's dad. Like, they are so fucked up to their leads that I'm just like, I don't want to see a 24-year-old go through this, let alone a old man. Sweet man. No, like... And to be fair, when I put this on TikTok, a lot of people commented, they're like, mm, don't like count out like your Mima and papa they like i someone was like i work in a nursing home and like these people are like way smarter than you think they are and they're like wild and crazy and like mm-hmm. stds are running rampant in the nursing home what and so i was like okay i guess i'm like i'm thinking of my own grandparents who like don't know how to use their phone versus like older people who maybe are a little bit more with it and wait what nursing smarter. home is this that stds are Let running rampant someone said oh my god on. apparently that's a thing you know the um retirement home like the vill- it's not a retirement home it's like a retirement community the villages in florida it's like very famous or something it's like mm. a big thing in florida where people go to retire there that has like the highest rate of stds like in the whole country in- including like colleges and stuff like it's this old person community that people are like going off um, they need like a lesson in sex ed so this is someone who unfortunately i can't say their name because they're like user four five six million numbers and it says do not underestimate old people i work with the Giro Pop, I don't know, whatever. Geriatric? 
Yeah, yes, geriatric population. And they are so much more knowledgeable than they get credit for. Nuts and slutty with the Whoa, nuts and slutty should be the tagline for the new season. She goes, and then I was like, oh, you're right. Like, I just, maybe you're right. I'm, I'm just thinking about like my own grandma. And she's like, LOL, I could shock people with what I know about their Meemaw and Pop Pop. So Meemaw and Pop Pop are getting it on at the nursing home. Yeah, like I'm curious as to what exactly that like a 65 year old could be an old man with a cane and white hair or it could be like a silver fox who has his like shit together and at the age of like 70, though. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's not like they all have to be looking like old and gray there's definitely people that age differently past 65 though like you are gonna be old and gray i don't know there's only so much you can do in this world with dyeing your hair and things you put in your face that like at some point like you just look old maybe they are going to handle this show differently like maybe it's not going to be so ruthless in getting tears and manipulating people because this isn't like the typical show this this is a new generation of people and because of that a lot of things may change for example ben higgins wants to host the golden bachelor he talked about it on almost famous and we actually have a clip Mm -hmm. of what he said the senior bachelor you've been waiting for the show is called the golden bachelor ben is still here to shoot his shot to become the host if you would ask me even before i was on the bachelor what would be your dream job it would have been something similar to this. I would love to be the host. I think I could be the host. I just want to be involved, Ash. If I'm not involved, I'm going to be very sad. Who do you know who's a child who's asked their dream job? And they're <laughs> like, you know what? I want to be the host of The Golden Bachelor with old people. Not like an astronaut or a pop star. <laughs> like, that's very specific, Mr. Fotsma. They're talking to Ben in first grade, and they're like, The Golden Bachelor isn't a thing, Ben. What are you talking about? Yeah, but do you think they're going to, like, switch up the host? Like, do you think he's just kind of... I don't think so. I think Jesse's doing fine. No offense. Sorry, Ben. I just... Right, yeah. And it's not even anything against Ben. I just think... I don't think they would switch up. Because so much of this is so different that I think they need some level of familiarity to keep people invested. That's a good point. Imagine, like, a grandma villain. Like, (laughs) if they really do it the way that the show normally is... And what are they going to fight over? Like, be like, oh, Susan, you... <laughs> you, Gladys, it's my turn to sit with the Golden Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, the way you're describing it sounds like a fucking SNL skit. Like, it's just... Yeah. Like, it's the formula of The Bachelor, but it's all old people in its place. And I don't think it's going to be like that. that. This, that's exactly <laughs> what this is. This is called The Golden Bachelor. They basically described it as, it's The Bachelor, but the people are old. Yeah. But I'm expecting like the whole package of The Bachelor with like the manipulation and the ruining people's lives. And I, I just don't want that to happen. Although I think because they're old, maybe they won't be as fame hungry, obviously. Like they'll be That's more. That's true. They don't go on Instagram. Or do they? Or are they finding old people who like have Instagram accounts and are like ready to <laughs> pop off as influencers? So that is a space that is empty. We could use like a, a grandma influencer. I would. <laughs> Which they, those do exist on TikTok and stuff. Like some people have TikToks that's like me and my grandma are picking an outfit for a date and stuff, which is cute. No, this is all sweet. I'm here for it. I am proud of the name. I think the Golden Bachelor is way better than the Senior Bachelor, which is what everyone's been calling it. Right. Like the Golden gives it, that's why I feel like it's going to be Silver Fox. Senior is Old Man with a Walker. Golden Bachelor is Silver Fox. And I think there's a difference. So, yeah, Silver Foxes are like 55. You know, 
I don't know. I don't think there's an age requirement. Silver Fox? Maybe. God, we got to open Jackie's eyes. If you guys have a hot grandpa, send us pics. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I can't wait to see my DMs. (laughs) (laughs) I do think they're going to start with a guy. I think it's going to be a male lead. Even though Martha Stewart has spoken out and said she would be interested if she could see the men first, which I also think could save the franchise. I don't think Mm. it's going to be. I think they would have come out and said it's the Golden Bachelorette. The fact that they said the Golden Bachelor makes me feel like it's a male and it's going to be all women fighting for a male lead. Do you agree? Yeah. Um, yes. Well, I think they they said that, that it is going to be a man bachelor oh. for the first time around. Oh, I um, didn't even know that. I just used my context clues. Context clues. You know what would be good, speaking of Martha Stewart? Why are they not doing, like, celebrity bachelor? I don't know, Jackie. We think of everything. Where, like, the lead is a celebrity and then all the contestants are also, like, infamously single celebrities. And they don't have to be, like, crazy A-list celebrities. They could be, like... I don't know, the people they find, like Ari went on Traders and that was all like celebrities, quote unquote, but it was people from like Big Brother and Survivor and whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that would be good, like bringing on people that we already know from other things. Or Ariana is the Bachelorette. Yes, I would do. Remember when that was a rumor that Chloe Chloe. Kardashian was going to be the Bachelorette? See, but that would be good. That's something we need. The thing is, I I don't think Martha Stewart would actually ever be the Bachelorette. I don't think ABC can afford her, and I don't think they Mm -hmm. need to spend that kind of money to get a good season. To be honest, I think Tyler Cameron's dad is a lot more in their price range, probably. Yeah, but but what would you rather, Tyler Cameron's dad or Martha Stewart? Honestly, I'm kind of team Martha Stewart. I I want Tyler Cameron's dad. I like his story. I like that it comes with Tyler. He's going to come and visit his pops and give him, like, Tyler would be the Sean Lowe to the Zach. Yeah, I don't like that. Why? Because I I didn't like when Sean Lowe was always there and he was FaceTiming him and he's like, oh, we're best friends. I don't need to see Tyler's dad FaceTiming Tyler. Just so they can use him for the promo and everyone gets excited and then we see him for four seconds and he's like, good luck, Pops. But isn't it a lot <laughs> Isn't it a lot more realistic that he's FaceTiming his son versus Zach yes, FaceTiming yes, a yes, guy yes. he's literally never met before but he has to pretend yes, to be I friends agree. with? Yeah, I mean, I'm fucking excited. I'm excited it's coming this fall. What does fall mean? Is it September, October, November? Who knows? But I heard it's going to air at 10 p.m. on Mondays, and I just don't know what the fuck these people think we're staying up for. (gasps) Especially, this is the senior bachelor. If you want seniors to watch it, they go to sleep. Like, no one's going to stay up that late. I can't even stay up that late. You know, I saw a meme the other day, and it was the Golden Girls, and it was Sex in the City, and it said, um... Season one of the Golden Girls is the same age as like some season of Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's how we view age these days. Back yeah. in the 90s, 80s, 90s, we saw 50, 60 as literal grandmas with white hair and like they can't walk. And now we're seeing mm-hmm. them like Samantha Jones living yeah. fucking life. So I don't know. I'm very intrigued to see who they pick what he's going to be like, and, like, the promo. Like, I can't wait to see the promo. It's all going to be about, like, a second shot. That's what they're kind of pitching it as. Like, someone who's, like, divorced, widowed, you know. All the above. All the above. Well, maybe not all the above. I just can't see them cry. I know. I don't want to see them cry. Moving on. We have an update from last week. So last week we talked about Susie and Clayton, and Susie gave us that exclusive update on how she hung out with Clayton and how she felt sad after seeing him. Susie listened and she actually sent me a voice memo with an update because Jackie and I were very excited about the potential of her and Clayton one day 
paths crossing and leading back to each other. God bless the broken road, you know. Uh, So this is what Miss Susie Evans had to say after listening to our episode yesterday, which, by the way, she said, I didn't just listen to the part about me. She's like, I kept going. This Tasha stuff is so juicy. This is like a really good podcast. I'm like, yeah, Susie, wake up. So we are endorsed by Susie Evans. It is like a really good podcast, guys. (laughs) Thanks for noticing, Susie. Some would call it a fan podcast that interviews washed up reality stars. Some would call it a micro show, but the best micro show out there. Well, we also love the other micro shows too. No, I know. But obviously (laughs) I'm biased to my own podcast. True. But yeah, no, we love and support all the other ones too. No hate. Okay. Here's what Susie said. Never say never is my mentality with Clayton. I don't think we'll get back together. I don't think we're meant to be. (laughs) I think we want different things in life, but, um, you know, we got to love him. You never know. Never say never. (gasps) That gives me hope. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. We called it here first. In four years, I think they're going to be back together. Mom and dad are going to get back together. The roads are going to cross. They're going to be broken. They're going to slip, cut their knee. Stand up, and then the other one's going to be right there. The broken On roads. the road? The broken roads <laughs> that led them straight to the other one. Yeah. <laughs> that is poetry right there. It's the Russell Boulevard Flats of Broken song. Dreams. My yeah. shadow is the only one who walks beside me, That's besides true. Clayton's. That's what Susie's saying. <laughs> Hopefully Susie doesn't run into fake Clayton and mistake him for <gasps> real Clayton. And then Susie's like, we're back together, guys. And she doesn't realize that she's standing next to three dogs in a trench coat. And then Clayton's right, like, what? Right. That's not me. It's so hard to confuse those two things. Three dogs in a trench coat and <laughs> Clayton Eckert himself. I know. I don't even know if we actually interviewed Clayton back when he was on the show. Like, I know. It could have been fake. I did hear some barks, so maybe it was the dog. <laughs> we were like on a weird... It's like and they're just wearing a mask. <laughs> it's literally just a dog with a Clayton mask on. Guys, that's that's who we interviewed. Check back to our episode where you we can... have supposedly Clayton. It's oh just a dog. I'm, I'm crying. <laughs> His face doesn't move. It's just, it's just the dogs wearing masks. Oh my God. Love it. Oh my God. Well, I hope mom and dad get back together soon. Susie, keep us posted. Love you, girl. Moving on. So Katie Thurston is shedding a little light on um, her time in the fantasy suite with my one true love, Blake Moynes, and talked sex toys and all the things. So we're going to play the clip right now. So it we was, watched Animal Planet. So, so it was romantic. He, so did he put a ramen noodles in the microwave for you? Or Keep going. did he rep your feet? Keep going. I'm just like, like, I'm trying to get inside the yeah, mind yeah, of Steve right yeah. now, like what he's imagining on the set of The Bachelor. Yeah. Whatever so you, you want, they give you. you so if I was like, I need sex toys, they would have given that to me. Really? Whatever I want. Wow. I want it to be a great... Why didn't she ask for them then? Well, maybe she did. She said they watched Animal Planet, which that tracks, given Blake is a big animal lover. Remember he told us on our interview with him that he takes sexy photos for the rhinos? I still get likes. Um, Well, okay. He said, like, he doesn't like doing thirst traps, but he does it because it brings awareness to his page, which promotes, like, the rhinos. So he has, like, a sexy shower thirst trap and I just commented do it for the rhinos and I still mm-hmm. get random likes that like it brings me you know when you get like a like on something old it brings you you go check on it yeah I, I do and I, I find myself going back to this like shower thirst trap every week because of this rhino comment but yeah anyways um so it's funny that they watched animal planet in the fantasy suite I thought they didn't have tvs I guess that they obviously did, did this how one did they do that yeah no but I'm like 
Are they allowed to have TVs in the fantasy suite? I mean. And nowhere else? I can't remember. Oh. We have a whole Patreon episode, guys. One of our my favorite episodes is the Fantasy Suite Confessions because it's stuff like this. People speaking out about their time in the Fantasy Suite. Definitely go to patreon.com slash she's all batch and check it out. It's a it's a juicy one. And this fits right in. Like the I didn't know that you can ask for sex toys and get that though. I mean, we talked yeah. about how the rotating um basket of condoms. You know, I knew about that. And we were like, oh, do they ration the condoms? Like how many condoms do they leave? Well, one, don't you just think it would be awkward to ask for that? I guess, like, if, if you don't feel awkward asking for it, then, like, go off. I just find it interesting that it's, like, Katie's like, yeah, they'll they'll give you whatever you want. They want you to have a great experience, except for, like, putting the people who do the fantasy suites in the correct order yeah. that will not sabotage your relationships. It's like, they want you to have a great time, except also we're going to put this in an order that will be most detrimental to all of your relationships. Right. I can't even remember, though. Did Katie have... I don't think she had a fantasy suite with, with anyone, anyone else. else. I think it was her only one. Maybe they were like, at this point, go all out, girl. I mean, yeah. if anyone's gonna, I mean, if anyone's gonna ask for a sex toy in the fantasy suite, though, it's Katie. She obviously has no issue. She probably had her own. Like, you don't even need to ask. But what does True. what do they do? Do they like? I don't know if they're like that easy to get outside of like Amazon. You probably need to give them a few days' notice for shipping to get a sex toy. Yeah, I mean, like, what if there's not one nearby? Were they at La Quinta? Where Where were they? Oh, that's Palm Springs. You can get a sex toy at Palm Springs. All right. For sure. I don't know. There's like stores around. Yeah. It it is interesting that she's saying they'll do whatever you want to make the night as spicy and good as possible. I think because the next day, that that serves them. Everything is Mm self-serving. They're not doing, what is it, like selfless good deeds from friends when Phoebe wanted to do a selfless good deed and Joey said there's no such thing. Look. There's no unselfish good deeds, sorry. Yes, there are. There are totally good deeds that are selfless. Well, may I ask for one example? Yeah, it's, you know, there's, no, you may not. They're not doing this to make you have a good night, Katie. They're doing this so you have a good night, and then the next day you're, like, dishing about all the sex you had with Blake on TV, and that makes Mm -hmm. their show do better. Still juicy, nonetheless. Very jealous still. Moving on. time with Blake. (laughs) Yeah. All right, moving on. So Caitlin Bristow went on the Out and About podcast and actually revealed that she's bi. She doesn't talk about it very often, but that she was advised during casting to not tell anyone. I didn't know you were bisexual. Oh, yeah. You're out, I don't really talk you're about out, it. Out, out a, you're out and about <laughs> with your sexuality. Did they know this when they cast you on The Bachelor? But when I was filling out all the questionnaires, they're like, you have to be 100% honest. Like, don't hold back. And I, so I, they asked if you're into girls. And I was like, yeah. And then the psychologist who sat me down, I had to sit with her for three hours. A psychologist? What? Yeah, they go through a whole thing. How cool. And I sat down with her and for three hours and then she was like, don't tell them that you're into women. The they men. might spin it. Oh, Wait, so, so the psychologist yeah. was hired by the network that you Then she got fired because I think she was too much on our side, like for like our mental health. Yeah, God forbid the person be too much on your side. It's really not surprising but shitty that the fact that like the one psychologist that they hire that actually seems to have people's best interest in mind is getting fired. fired. They're like, oh, you gave her good advice? Uh, Immediately fired. I mean, it's obviously like shitty that that was in Caitlyn's best interest to have to hide that part of herself because no one should have to feel that way. But I see where the psychologist was coming from because look at kind of what they did to Demi. I remember when she talked to us, she had said, you know, like I hadn't even told some of my 
family members about my sexuality and then all of a sudden it's being like broadcast on national television Mm -hmm. so I agree that they would definitely use it as a chance to exploit Caitlyn if they could so you know yeah and we knew how crazy the sessions with the psychologist are. We actually, ironically, have a, a whole episode on Patreon about the casting process, which is wild. But mm-hmm. the question, we like go into like the questions that they're asked and how they're manipulated in those questions. And I'm actually surprised that there was a psychologist who was looking out for someone here. Yeah. Because in the stories that we talk about in the um, Patreon episode, that's typically not the case. Well, yeah, and someone even said, I think it might have been Jillian from Chris Souls this season. She had said, she's like, I'm pretty sure the psychologist is, like, not a psychologist and Mm. is, like, literally just a producer. So that's horrifying to me. (laughs) That you're literally telling someone who's maybe not even a therapist your traumas, and then they're just, like, (laughs) using it against you. Yeah. I know. But moving on, did you see Miss Charity's new promo? She's just so strikingly beautiful and I just think this do I need to watch it again maybe you should watch it again I personally love the Mariah Carey like there are god there are people in the comments like what song is this and it's like girl go to your room if you don't know what song it is you shouldn't be watching The Bachelor like you're not old enough but they're probably the sad thing is like they're probably like 23 <laughs> they're like we don't know what this is that's so upsetting and you're allowed you guys can watch you're it's age appropriate for you but go do your homework on Mariah Carey but yeah it says June 26 her reign begins and she's walking to her throne I love it I also love that they're like leaning into the whole like queen vibes because Charity does have just such like a regal vibe yeah you know I don't know. She's just, she's very beautiful. Well, we said that when we were recapping Zach's season. I remember her wearing like some green like sweater or turtleneck or something. And I was like, dude, like you were so striking and like polished and put together. And yeah, very polished is a good word I would use. Yeah. And it very much shows in this promo. I want to see more though. I want them to like take a step further. Show us some, I'm waiting for the trailer, like the real trailer. Yeah, because I also want to see, and like, I... In Zach's season, I feel like we saw, like, a friendship, I think, between him and Charity. I never saw really, like, romantic vibes. But Charity also always did such a good job of being so polished and put together that, like, I want to see a little mess. And I want, and I hope, and I believe that throughout her season, we're going to see more of her personality and see a little bit more mess. But I want to see that in the trailer to get me excited. Yeah. Or I wonder if, like, she's, since she's such a polished gal, if the mess is just going to be among the contestants. Because they have that sometimes, too. Like, I don't know. I feel like Andy's season, Desiree's season stick out as like the girls were very put together all the time and then the drama was with the guys. I don't know. I'm excited. But this is why I want to see the trailer because I feel like totally, I don't know the people. They didn't release a cast list or anything yet either. Not that I know of, no. But I know you have your thoughts about cast lists and I kind of agree that like everyone goes like so ham over the cast lists. Yeah. And it's like, these are just like, human beings walking the earth. We don't know them yet. I know. And I feel like as soon as they release the cast list, a bunch of other shows, YouTube channels, whatever, everyone's always like, oh, let's talk about the the pictures of the people. And then they make predictions. And I'm like, how can you make any predictions based on just a picture? Right. So I I don't really even like care to look at them, honestly. Right. I don't know who Stephen Jay is or if he's going to go far based on his picture. I also, and I've said this before on this podcast, notoriously cannot predict based on photos. I thought Tyler Cameron's headshot looked like a realtor 
promo. Like a guy trying to sell okay, you. Okay, but to be fair, he did not have a good headshot. He, he, also, like, he's obviously photogenic because he is a model, but like in a weird way, he's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? He has a very good sexy smolder, but yes, he yes, yes, should yes. not he's smile. Just, like, smiling. Like, but it was normal. very, he. Ha- I, rem- I could see it in my head. He has the pink blazer. Well, well yeah. actually, they have... Sometimes they release more than one, so don't come for me if you don't see the pink blazer picture. But I'm going to Google it to make sure. But uh, Tyler Cameron, ABC, headshot. But he has, like, the pink blazer, and he's, like, leaning forward, and he's smiling. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. This looks like someone that's trying to sell you a three-bedroom apartment in Tribeca. In Tribeca? Wow. Fancy. I just I just name-dropped that, yeah. But I also <laughs> remember looking at Jared Haben's headshot and being like, <laughs> night one. Bye. Okay, so when the headshots come out, whoever you think is going home night one, we can declare as the winner, <laughs> yeah. and then we will be correct. Cool. I'm excited. I just wish they would make the show earlier. The fact that they moved it up an hour, I'm like, yeah, don't Lord even get me. me started, guys. And we don't get screeners because we're not ABC's chosen ones. So we mm-hmm. literally have to watch the show from nine to eleven, get on the computer at eleven, record for record. an hour, then edit overnight and get it to you guys by like eight in the morning so you are welcome (laughs) you don't know the blood sweat and tears that goes into this podcast for real all right well moving on okay guys i need to be real with you for a second and obviously i know everyone deals with bloating especially as a woman you know whether you're on your period or you had a bad reaction to something that you ate or you just simply ate too much I hate that feeling. It's so uncomfortable. And I know for me personally, it also makes me really self-conscious when I feel really bloated. This coming weekend, guys, is Memorial Day, which will hopefully be a fun weekend with like grilling outside, hanging with friends. But let me tell you, a thousand percent, I will be packing my detox and de-bloat with me to my little Memorial Day party from JS Health Vitamins because they are a lifesaver. Jackie and I truly do love this <laughs> detox and de-bloat vitamins from JS Health Vitamins. Truly, they are amazing for bloating. So these vitamins are designed to support natural detoxification and reduce bloating. It contains turmeric, milk thistle, and fennel to promote a healthy digestive system and liver support. You could take just one capsule after meals and it leaves you feeling relieved and more importantly, comfortable. These supplements have become a staple in both of our lives and along with thousands of other people around the world. So we highly recommend these pills, not just Memorial Day, all days, but specifically when you're going out and grilling, why not? Grilling and drinking and like eating chips and foods that maybe you don't always typically eat. But yeah, so I'm super excited to let you guys know JS Health Vitamins has given us a discount code to share with you all so that you can kickstart your wellness journey. So you can head to www.jshealthvitamins.com and use code she's all batch 15 and that will get you guys 15% off your first order and slash or subscription so it's time to redeem your gut health with detox and de-bloat by JS health vitamins okay guys so summer is officially starting this weekend and I don't know about you guys but I feel like during the summer is when I am just like in my peak weekender era like I obviously live in the city but all throughout the summer I want to get out so I'm like going through my roster of friends with beach houses or places outside the city so that I can escape for the weekend and of course the perfect bag to bring with me for all these little weekend trips is my base weekender bag I'm absolutely obsessed with it guys it's the perfect size for anything you would need for a weekend or a long weekend but it's not super bulky to carry around it's 
ideal. Absolutely. So Base was created by actress Shay Mitchell, love her, and she makes these sleek, affordable bags, luggages, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable because let's be honest, that's what we really are looking for here. But Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. So they have 360 degree gliding wheels, cushion handle, a built-in weight indicator, hello, when you're in the airport, clutch, washable bags for your dirty clothes, which I've used and it's been so helpful for me, and all the interior pockets you need to keep organized because the worst thing is throwing everything into a bag and trying to find it when you're on your vacation. Yes, especially when at the airport they tell you, ma'am, your bag is overweight mm. and you're like literally standing in the airport like pulling things out of your bag, putting them in your purse. It's a nightmare. No one wants to deal with that. So the weight indicator is absolutely iconic for that. Every piece, guys, is made to look better with miles too. So you don't really have to worry about it in cargo or overhead because you know when you bring your bag on the plane, they are beating that shit up and throwing it in the plane, throwing it out of the plane, putting it on the little conveyor belt. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. So whether you're packing for a quick trip or to breeze through the security line, yes, 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 we need, Base has your personal items covered. And right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash she's all batch. So if you go to basetravel.com, that's B-E-I-S travel.com slash she's all batch, that will get you 15% off your first purchase. Basetravel.com slash she's all batch. All right, we are going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. You guys know that's when you submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about those stories on air. And you know what? Oh, my God, what? It's it's pretty fun. Oh, that's so weird that you said it's pretty fun because <laughs> I thought what you were going to say is maybe that it's a good time. No, it's, I don't know. No, it's just, it's fun. Pretty fun. It's just pretty fun. Yeah. Okay. This first one's about Mike Johnson, friend of the show. Ah. This person writes, so... I'm an ordinary woman, mother of three, basically boring apart from my extrovert needs, which sometimes prove to pan out in my favor. Having a daughter with epilepsy changed me, and as a result, if I want something, I'll keep asking until it happens. More on that in a sec. So during quarantine, I was going quite nuts. Having always written, I said to myself, I'm going to write a short novel, make it spicy, and publish the damn thing. After writing three, I was invited onto a podcast where I was asked if it was an audiobook format. I said no. It was suggested that Mike Johnson would be perfect to narrate the audiobook. I was like, sure. But it turns out he saw the podcast after being tagged and after reading it, agreed. We became cyber friends, and after a long process, it's finally on the market. After having this happen, I took one more giant leap and reached out to Penn Badgley's publicist to see if he'd be willing to narrate a Halloween poem I had written for children with autism, and he said, yes, let me tell you, I almost dropped the phone when I got that email. Wow. This encounter is that she, like, actually went after Mike to narrate her audiobook, and he did. That's crazy. And also, like, what is this book, and where can we listen to it? That's, like, the best of both worlds. We can support a fellow Fots by getting their book, but also listen to Mike Johnson, like, speak it to me, and I don't have to read it with my eyeballs. That's amazing. And he has a very, like, sexy, romantic voice that I would want yeah. to listen to. Especially if she's saying, like, she said, the book is, like, spicy. I'm like, I don't know what's happening in this book, but, oof, a spicy book that Mike Johnson is going to read to me? I'm sweating. Okay, so this book is available on Amazon. It's called Tempt Me, a High Stakes Saga, book one. And it's on Amazon right now. Yes, Mike Johnson, Tempt Me, Tempt, tempt Me. Tempt Me. Yeah, so that's pretty fucking cool. That is really cool. I always thought like the authors typically, um, oh, I think it depends. Yeah. Like if it's a, like a memoir or something, I think it makes more sense for the author to read it. Right. Or like if it's a more well-known person. Mm-hmm. But to have Mike Johnson doing it and it's called Tempt Me. Yeah. That's hot. That's hot. Paris Hilton style. 
This one is about Becca Tilly. This person submitted a bachelor encounter before, but this is another encounter. So she clearly is just very good at getting bachelor encounters. I have another bachelor encounter. Clearly I'm doing something right by attracting their presence, but it's a nice and sweet one. Nothing controversial. I met Becca Tilly last November while attending the Lesbians Who Tech annual conference in San Francisco. Haley Kiyoko was one of the keynote speakers, and after she spoke, her and Becca came down to the lobby to take pictures with fans. They were super sweet and let a good number of groups take pictures. Then an assistant came to get them and bring them back upstairs, and JoJo was there gathering them both back to their private area. So this is like a Aww. a two-time, uh, like, a, like a duel. A double encounter. Yeah. yeah. I love when that happens. When you run into someone at a bar and then like that person is also hanging out with another person. Yes. Good times. Although I don't know if I personally have had a double encounter. Actually. You haven't had. When we met Jojo. Oh yeah. Oh, we've had a double encounter. I was going to say actually, yeah. When we met Jojo, Elizabeth from Clayton season. Yeah. Was there too. So that's a double encounter. It was a triple. Jordan was there. Oh, well, yeah. But I I don't count him. I count him like with Jojo as one unit. You know what I mean? You know, that night when we went to that event, grocery store Joe and Serena were supposed to go. And I was like breathing into a paper bag not literally and they did not come it's okay you didn't miss much because remember that one time when I did see Serena and Joe they were there for 10 seconds maybe and they were out very quickly yeah so but this is a great little encounter love that you saw Becca and Jojo Mm -hmm. gorgeous gorgeous and I'm I'm guessing that Becca is fucking stunning in person we we already know firsthand that Jojo looks like a filter in person so Mm -hmm. pretty fucking cool encounter Speaking of JoJo, this next one is about Chase McNary, who I forget, like, competed on her season, but this person remembers that Chase competed on her season. So this person writes, I saw Chase while I was getting a sandwich during my lunch break. I looked up from my phone and saw this hot hunk of man meat standing in front of me, and I thought to myself, that's Chase McNary. I was so flustered, I almost forgot to order my sandwich, salami on rye. We made eye contact. Thank you for telling us your sandwich owner. Salami on rye, just like nothing else on it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. just. I'm literally just picturing like meat and bread and no, no nothing else. What are you no supposed lettuce, to? Lettuce, tomato. Oh. I don't know. That sounds pretty good. I just never order salami really as a sandwich. What do you order it as? I just don't really eat a lot of salami. Oh, I, know, I would get like turkey or like I don't know roast beef or I don't know salami on rye. All right, whatever. Yeah. Don't judge her. We made eye contact and he half smiled like he realized I must have recognized him. He seriously is so gorgeous in person. I was too shy to ask for a photo and he seemed like he was in a rush so I didn't want to be that annoying fan. All I could say is I'm confused why Jojo didn't pick him because he is physical perfection. Damn. Whoa. Physical perfection is a very (laughs) high class of person you know. I mean he is pretty. Physical perfection. No he is but I also think Jordan Rogers is very Pretty, aka physical perfection. We've gone as well. through this. Jordan Rogers doesn't do it for me. I'm gonna Google Chase McNary because I don't even remember what he looks like. I honestly would argue I think Jordan is more physically perfect than Chase, but to each their own. I understand that they're each like a specific type, you know, and not everyone is everyone's right. Type. And and first you knocked her sandwich order, and now you're knocking her taste in men. I think Chase may be the type of person that like we only see them on TV or in photos. He may be the type of person that like just seeing his physical being in the flesh may give off a different mm-hmm. aura. Yeah, is he tall? I can't remember. Jordan yeah. was tall, right? Like he's like six feet tall. Yeah. At least. Yeah. No, Chase yeah. was tall. All the guys, all her top four were tall guys. 
And she's small, right? Yeah, she's yeah. small. She was so, shorter than me, and I'm 5'4". Yeah. Sound off in the comments below if you guys would order pastrami on rye. Or no, what is it? <laughs> salami. Oh, okay, that's what I'm thinking. Salami on rye. I feel like most people get pastrami on rye. Like, that's a, a sandwich. No. I actually have a weird phobia of delis because I don't know how to talk deli talk. Like, whenever I've... Wait, that, what does that even mean? Whenever I've gone to a deli, I've, I'm always like, yeah. I don't... I am. I just don't get it. Like when people are like half a quarter of salami on rye. Like what are you fucking saying? Well, well, it's a pe- if you're ordering like cold cuts, you say like, hey, can I have half a pound of turkey? And they just like put it in. I know. The thing. It's just stressful. And you just take it home because you'll make the sandwich at home. Versus like if you want turkey on your sandwich, you say, can I have a turkey sandwich? Yeah, it's just too stressful for me. Too stressful because you don't know, feel like you know the menu. Yeah. It's not really a menu. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like I don't know what people like to order at delis. So I feel very like out of my element. Well, what's your ideal sandwich? Just order that. Like, but like they should have a frequently ordered sandwich board where like you could see what other people ordered. I think that would help mm-hmm. me because I'm like, I don't know how to order half a pound of pastrami on rye. Like, what the fuck does that you, mean? You wouldn't get all half a pound on the rye. That I'm telling you, that's like when you take it home. At I the, know. Like, you go to the grocery store and you're like, hey, can I have half a pound of turkey? Then they, right. you just take it in the package. I guess I've just always been thrown off by like, I don't know the meats. I don't know the cheeses and like the pounds and stuff. But just like imagine they have all of them. Like they have ham, roast beef, provolone, Swiss, cheddar. Like you can get all of it. Right. And if they had a fucking menu up top, that would ease my anxiety. But I go there and I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. And then I always feel like no matter what I ask for, I'm judged. And then I think in my head, oh, (laughs) did I just like make up a sandwich that doesn't exist? It's a whole thing. Like salami on rye. Salami on rye. <laughs> Clearly. Um, yeah, okay. I see how that could be stressful. I think you just need to listen to your heart and decide in your soul what sandwich, what personally you want to eat and then just order it. And then maybe they'll be like, ma'am, we don't have that. And you can pivot. But I feel like most likely whatever sandwich you're thinking of, they probably have. Right. I mean, I think the world is my oyster. Like I could say I want just cheese on a sandwich. Yeah. Like a half a pound of cheese, maybe. But all on on the on rye. <laughs> well, those are all the bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a story, DM me at she's all batch, and we may read about it next time. I don't want to say next week because guys, we are taking a week off. Yes, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we are taking we don't take fucking breaks from this podcast. I don't know if you've realized that, but like <laughs> I think the last break we took was Christmas. Probably yeah, because anytime I've even like had to travel or go somewhere too, like we always figure out a way to get the episode out. Right. So. So yeah, we go we go hard. We go hard this pod, and so we are taking off. So the June first episode that would normally be there in your feed will not be there. But it's it's a sad day. But we will be dropping um, a Patreon that week to make sure that it, we could fill any void that may be missing. So yeah. you're welcome. Moving on. <laughs> Okay, we want to take a second and talk to you guys about Nutrafol. So I've opened up to you guys about how I experienced hair thinning during postpartum after I had my son, and it was a really tough experience for me. I mean, losing hair is not fun, but enter Nutrafol, because the truth is hair thinning happens to approximately one in two women, and if you are among them, you're not alone. Thinning is normal, and luckily Nutrafol helps women address it from within with science-backed supplements. Yes, Nutrafol, guys, is the number one dermatologist recommend hair growth supplement and it's clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength so 
obviously from all these different situations, from postpartum to menopause, no matter what life stage is causing your hair to be thinning, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. And each is physician formulated using drug-free, science-backed ingredients to get you the most reliable results. And the best part, guys, is you can go to Nutrafol.com and take their hair health wellness quiz, which is super cool because it will identify the cause of your hair thinning. And then Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole body health approach, which is awesome. That they do like all that work for you. Literally, where was Nutrafol when I was dealing with this though postpartum? Like I would have absolutely yeah. jumped on this in a second. So you can take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription plus free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter code She's All Batch. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's Nutrafol.com, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code She's All Batch. Nutrafol.com, promo code She's All Batch. So while we are recording this podcast right now, I'm doing a load of laundry and I'm so excited because for some reason, my attitude sheets come out even softer with every single wash. Like when they come out of the dryer, I'm like, how did you even get softer after use? It's crazy. You guys know we are obsessed with attitude sheets. They are luxuriously soft, smooth as silk, more breathable than cotton, and they're hypoallergenic. Attitude sustainable bedding is made from the world's first non-toxic bamboo fabric, so you can rest easy knowing your bedding is free from harmful chemicals and it's better for you and the planet. And right now, Attitude is offering She's All Batch listeners $25 off your first bedding order with promo code She's All Batch. Yes, obviously we've told you guys how much we love Attitude. And not only do I love them because, as we've told you, the sheets are so silky, soft, so comfortable, but I just feel good using them knowing that these are from bamboo fabric. And so in case you guys didn't know, cotton sheets actually use massive amounts of water, energy, and chemicals. And bamboo is one of the most eco-friendly plants on earth. So attitude sheets use 99% less water than cotton. So just every little bit helps, you know, do our part to not be so wasteful with water and stuff. And so I just feel good knowing that attitude is like not contributing to that problem. Right. And it's a win-win when they are the most comfortable sheets you've ever laid your freaking yeah. body on though. That, that doesn't hurt either. Of course. So don't forget, you can get $25 off your bedding order for a limited time when you visit attitude.com slash she's all batch. That's E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E dot com slash she's all batch. The Attitude team is so sure you'll love your new sheets, you could try them 30 nights risk-free and return them. No questions asked. And don't worry, none of the returns will ever go to waste. Each sheet, pillowcase, and everything in between is given a second life through their take back and donation program, which I freaking love. Again, that's attitude.com slash she's all batch. Happy sleeping. All right, guys, welcome back to She's All Batch. We have friend of the show, Michael Garofola. Michael, thank you for coming back to She's All Batch. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, always a fun time talking to you girls. Hell yeah. And we're really excited to talk to you because since we last spoke, you have launched a TikTok Instagram series called Why Are You Still Single? Which you have described as urban dating horror stories, ghosting stories, mishaps, and unsolved mysteries told by Michael Garofola. What made you want to start this series? Yeah, so this is just sort of a, a little hobby, hobby side project, obviously. I'm, I'm not sponsored. I'm not getting paid to do this. This is just uh, for entertainment and for fun. And that's sort of, you know, to tell you, but also a PSA to those who are 
watching it and and commenting you know this is uh this we're all supposed to be having fun and having a few laughs here um some people <laughs> take it way too seriously wait what do they say i just think that so many people um you know tend to project and take their own sort of experiences with them uh when they're watching and listening to my experiences and and you know sort of they're just yeah like i said they're they're projecting what they've gone through and, and sort of changing the facts of what I'm telling them and then leaving these comments that are just so far out and left field, you know, but we can get to that later. But, you know, to get back to the, the original question, I've just amassed over the course of my single life so many weird, bizarre, funny, uh, horrific dating stories and friends are always entertained by them, especially the friends who are you know, who are married. At first, I thought I had enough material maybe for a potential book. Um, and again, this is not dating advice. You know, this is just funny stories, funny anecdotes. Um, mm -hmm. I think there are lessons that can be learned from them and from the experience that, experiences that I've had. But I'm not here to sort of tell you what you should and shouldn't do. I'm not here as a sort of a love or dating expert, just sort of telling my funny stories are all true stories. And so I, I thought this might be a good medium, a good format, just to test the material, to see what's there, see what I have, uh, see how much of it there is. And sadly, there is a lot of it. Uh, I am not even close to halfway through all of the material that I have. I can't Can wait I for more. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Can we go back to the comments, though, and please tell me what kind of crazy things people are commenting? Oh, so there is one episode in particular uh, about a time where I happened to go on a date, a few dates actually, with a woman who was sober. Uh, and she didn't disclose the fact that she was sober to me and actually sort of ordered drinks and just said she was a slow drinker. And, um, you know, and, and I had to figure out sort of on my own. I didn't know. And then on day three, I just sort of, you know, came out and said, you know, or by the way, you know, do you just not drink? And she was like, yeah, I guess, I guess you could say I'm straight edge. Um, and hadn't heard the term straight edge in quite a while, but essentially school. that means that she <laughs> is just abstaining, you know, abstains from alcohol. You know, she's not a recovering alcoholic, but she just abstained. Whatever the case is, that wasn't the point. I, I was relieved when she finally told me the issue was, you know, she didn't tell me this initially. Maybe she, maybe it was new for her and she was defensive about it um, or or still just not comfortable with sharing it. But, you know, on our first date, she orders this like big fruity drink and just lets it sit there. And not only um, did I ask her, you know, is the drink looked like it didn't taste very good or was, you know, just. Yeah. So I was like, you know, do you want something else? And and also our server came over and asked her the same question. And she was like, no, I'm sorry. I'm just a slow drinker. And so, I, you know, look, I'm I was the first time I'm ever meeting this person. You know, this right. is a, a, someone I met off of a dating app. Like, How do I know that she's not telling me the truth? I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt, you know. And people in these comments were sort of just like right away, assuming that I knew she was sober and was pressuring her to drink. And, <laughs> oh my gosh. you know, was, oh, oh, by the way, you don't. She doesn't owe you anything like she doesn't have to tell you she's sober. And I was like, look, I, I beg to differ there. I think that point of dating is to get to know someone. And if you are sober, um, I think that's something that 
you should be proud of. That was obviously a personal decision that that is best for you. And I think that's something that should be shared, you know, um, and, and if you were vegan, you wouldn't order a steak medium rare on our date and just be like, oh, I'm just a slow eater. Right. <laughs> you would you wouldn't order the drink like you would just say, oh, I'm just going to have water or something along those lines. And then, you know, a lot of people who are saying, well, I'm sober. And when I told a guy I didn't drink, he, you know, was very mean to me and he was very rude. And I was like, well, my, and then, and here's what I'm talking about is I'm well, I'm sorry that happened to you, but that's not what happened here. You know, this is right. this is not a, uh, a TikTok about dating sober people. You know, this is just yeah. Michael Garibola's one story about, you know, someone who right. pretended to drink, I guess, when she was sober and then finally told me and, you know, was just clearly not in a place where she felt comfortable and secure. And the funny thing is she had all these people, friends of hers, clearly creating fake accounts, like coming after me, her family, her Wait, brother. her family? Her, her family, oh, like no. her brother. So I thought it was bizarre. I hadn't talked to this woman in like almost two years. And yet she still knew. And, and obviously I keep everyone anonymous. She obviously yeah. was keeping tabs on me, uh, mm. which I'm flattered, by the way. <laughs> like, thank you so much for stalking. And yeah. She, yeah. She saw that this episode was about her and, you know, shared it with all her family and friends in uh, in North Carolina, uh, where she's from. So I had all these people from North Carolina, like there was a common thread and it doesn't take a former federal prosecutor to use his investigative skills very long to figure out that, <laughs> that these are all her family and friends and all these troll accounts and, you know, people I had a block. And so that, that's, that's so interesting <laughs> that you're, that you say that because something I wanted to ask you about was do the girls that you currently date know about this series? Because obviously if like today, Michael Garofola is asking out a girl on a date, she goes to your Instagram and sees that you do this. So, I yeah. mean, if that were me, I would be like, well, are you going to make a TikTok about me in a couple of weeks? Has yeah, I'd be like, like that come up? immediately, no, I, that would scare me away. I've seen what I've needed to see. <laughs> yeah. How has that, that come makes up? Sense. Yeah, I think that's, that's makes sense. And, and there is a, uh, I'll, I'll just to give you a sneak preview. There is a future episode that deals with just that, but uh, I will say, you know, if you're dating anyone who's doing anything creatively, right? Like, does someone date Taylor Swift and say, like, oh, my God, are you going to write a song about me? Well, I mean, they like, do. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. they very and much what do is that. her, and, and not to compare myself to Taylor Swift, who, you know, I, I we all love. And I you adore, are the male but, Taylor Swift, though, let's no, be honest. I, I'm not a Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm the same saying, thing. Um, she's, you know, I, have, I don't have a fraction of the talent that she has in, in any area of my life, but she, you know, what would she say? She would say the same thing I would say, which is as long as you're not like, uh, you know, you don't do something crazy or weird or bizarre or or whatever, right. then the answer is no. Like right? if you're the like, one, oh, there's not going to be a TikTok about you. Right. Well, yeah. And then also if you're just like normal, if you're just <laughs> like, if you, you know, don't continue to order drinks when you're sober, you know, if you just like, I don't Scratch know, your if, armpit you just have, in a, the middle of the just have a fine time. Yeah. If you don't, start scratching and rubbing your armpit in the middle of a conversation down the front of your shirt. That's I, a real story, oh guys. That's a real story. No, it's like that, real. That was, yeah, that was. Uh, okay, we'll get into that story. after. But um, yeah, so so the answer is, this is not a play-by-play -play of my dating life, right? These are cherry-picked, hand-selected, the most bizarre, funny stories that I have. What would you say the ratio is from normal dates to 
crazy dates out of all of the dates you go on? Like, is it most likely normal people or is it most likely you get a crazy story for a TikTok out of it? I think it goes city by city. I think okay. in LA, honestly, I think in LA, we're More like, crazies. yeah, it's like, uh, you know, Shaq's field goal percentage in the paint during his prime, you know, I think it's I like don't know what that means. 5% <laughs> of dates are, you know, you know, basically Hall of Famer. I don't like sports. I don't know. But that was sports. I thought you said, I thought he said Shaq. Shaq. Oh, I heard Shaq. Shaq, like Shaquille O'Neal. As in yeah. Shaquille, yeah. Yeah. But My head went to okay. Shaq with a C. Like in other words, he couldn't be stopped. Like Shake Shaq. That's the yeah. kind of Shaq <laughs> guy like. He's going to score, yeah. Who? Who did you think of? Shake oh, Shaq. Shake Shaq. Oh, the burgers. Oh, I do Have you heard food. of their work? Yeah. That's, That's my where my head Shaq. went. Not to Shaquille O'Neal, but. Yeah. Okay. No, Shake yes. Shack's percentage of a good burger is much higher than even Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal's field goal percentage. I'll give you that. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty high in L.A. Um, I think that at least one out of two, you know, uh, are at least something that I'm just like shaking my head afterwards. Like what what planet am I on? You know, and, and look, the one thing I want to say here and to be clear about is that I am the common denominator here, and I am self-aware and I know that it's not just an L.A. problem. It's not a New York problem. It's not a Miami problem. It's you know, it's it's dating in general, but then it's also a Michael problem. And I, I recognize that. Wow, but you these, really are the male Taylor Swift. You're the problem, it's you. Hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's me. Exactly. Hi, yeah, I'm the problem, it's me. Yeah. And I'm also drawn to uh, maybe to women who exhibit some of these unusual or, or bizarre traits at times. And so that's something, you know, look, hey, I, I'm in therapy. That's something I work on, you know, so um, but these, these stories stand out and, and some of them, you know, and, and I know, Steph, I know you, you, you know, watch some of them. Watch some of your videos? Yeah. You mean? I, I love them, though. I yeah. think they're so entertaining. That's why I wanted to have you on the show to, one, share with our listeners. I, I encourage you guys to go check this out on Instagram and TikTok because they are wildly entertaining. He, some of them, one specifically was one, I think, I won't. You don't have to say, but I think one is about someone from the Bachelor franchise. I asked you if it's someone from the Bachelor franchise and you said that you're not going to identify the person, which is fair. But there's someone, there was some story about Nashville and then she like abandoned you in Nashville or something. I think, so can you like briefly tell us what happened there? Because this is so, why yeah, I, there's someone. I want to say I briefly just because I don't want to take up to, you know, this was a story about someone I was introduced to through mutual friends. She was living in Nashville when I was living in New York City. We started talking as one does on Instagram, then texting, then phone calls, then FaceTiming. And I'd say we probably spoke for about two to three months um, on, and this, this is like constant FaceTiming, like on the way home from, you know, being out with friends. Like, so, you know, when you FaceTime, you think you have a pretty good sense of, of someone or at least enough to, to know like, okay, you know, I want to meet this person. I had never met this person, even though we have mutual friends, I'd never met her in, in real life. And at one point the decision was made, you know, like I'll come to Nashville, you know, I'll be the, you know, you shouldn't have to come to New York. I'll come to Nashville, you know, I'll come see you uh, on your turf. And we planned like a dinner and actually it was a Lizzo concert that weekend. So I bought tickets for us to see Lizzo. I was like, it's fun. And Look, she she was nervous. She was like, you know, look, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I'm a little nervous. I was like, well, look, worst case scenario, like 
we have all these mutual friends. We've been FaceTiming. We obviously get along very well. We share a lot of the same uh, values. And worst case scenario, we, we just we're just friends. We're just buds. And like, I'll be a good wingman for you, and and it'll be fine. Like, no pressure. Like, you know, we don't have to like get married and have kids. You know, we meet in person, and it's not there. And lo and behold, uh, I got there, and immediately I could tell like it, it just wasn't there. Um, more so like right away on her end. I mean, I was still feeling it out. But right away, she was she acted sort of repulsed by me almost, which was Aww. really, uh, yeah, it really hurt. Uh, I don't recall ever being a situation, being in a situation where I have spoken to a woman for so long and texted and FaceTimed and then had her just totally go 180 and go totally cold on me. And it was to the point where like I, that first day of, of spending time together in the, I, I relayed the story in the, in the episode of uh, being in the Johnny Cash museum and just sort of coming up, you know, near her. And I guess I stepped into her ring of fire and she just like jumped, like she didn't want to be near me. <laughs> she was just like, and I, I wasn't like putting my arm around her or like trying to give her an awkward massage. I just like stood next to her to see what exhibit she was looking at. And she like jumped, like she, not that I, frightened her but that she just didn't want right. to be around me you know like and she kind of went off on her own and ultimately she canceled on me moments before we she was supposed to come and get me for dinner and she wanted nothing to do with me for the rest of the weekend I was like she told me she wasn't feeling it I said that's fine we could like we said we could still be friends she was like I'm sorry I just can't I can't do it I can't hang out with you and so I'm sort of left alone <laughs> my so first sad. night in Nashville when I had like these, you know, four days planned and, you know, I made the best of it. Uh, thankfully I ended up meeting um, a friend of a friend and she was able to go to the concert with me and hang out with me. Um, the, the messed up part about the whole situation, the most messed up part is that years later, like a year and a half, two years later, I'm at a wedding with, with a mutual friend of ours. And, and I find out that this woman had changed the facts of the story to make her look good and had like basically was gaslighting, basically told this friend that I came into town and that I ended up um, I ended up taking another woman to the to Lizzo and taking another woman to dinner. And like as if she, you know, as if I had like ditched her, which is totally untrue. I was like on the phone with her saying, let's just go as friends, like, come on, right. this is great. Like, you know, she's like, I'm sorry, I just can't. Like, she was like almost having like a panic attack on the phone. She's like, I'm sorry, I just can't, I can't do it. I'm sorry, I'm just not feeling it. The thing that annoyed me the most is that she lied to our, some of our mutual friends and told them that like, I was the one who had canceled, which a couple of the friends I, I phoned immediately. I was like, you'll never get what just happened, you know? And they were all surprised because they all, you know, this this woman is sort of considered very, nice and everyone loves her and so everyone was very... i feel like i know who it i'm is. like who do you think it is I mean, <laughs> well, who do you think you. who do you think i have well, no when idea was this? when was like a, a give like a, a year range like not in the last year right it must have been i want to say it was late 2019 like fall of 20 i mean the photos of me in nashville are are on my instagram oh we can go find it from that time i think it was 29 i want to say it was late 2019 so victoria yeah. fuller's single that's where my head went it's not victoria interesting oh, okay good not confirmation 
but I guess Whitney confirmation that it could Nashville. be someone that it is someone from The Bachelor. Then oh no, it is. I'm not I, saying, I know in my soul. Okay, yes. not mm. Okay, got it. Oh, okay. Cool. Who mm, did you I'm think it was? I have no idea. Who else lives in Nashville? I mean, our, our listeners bachelor get people. to the bottom of it. <laughs> hmm. And I'm trying to think like who was on the show pre. He's like, I'm not even confirming if it's a bachelor person. I'm you're not going yeah, to say anything. I, you know, that I'm sort of sticking with my That's promise fair. not to. Yeah, put no, of course. On blast and not to reveal someone's identity. But. Um, yeah, but it was it was totally messed up. You know, I don't I, no. I think. Uh, yeah, that's really you know, pe- And then you had people in the comments like she doesn't know you anything. She was honest. She wasn't feeling it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I get all that. I'm, like, I'm like... glad she told me. <laughs> but, you you know, we've been talking for three months. We made all these plans like we have mutual friends. Like she could have just been more mature and not rude and just been like, yeah, let's you know what? Let's let's do the dinner. Let's do the concert. And, you know, as friends and you know, th- then I, the rest of the time, I, I didn't have to spend the rest of the time with her. Like, she didn't have to babysit me. I know people in Nashville. I'm, I'm happy to do things on my own. But yeah, that, I mean, that's a, that's that was that is one of the um, one of the dating stories. Well, it's known that you did date Olivia Caridi. We just talked about how we she was our guest at Bots Fest um, back in April. Have you dated anyone else from the franchise, even if it's like casual that you're willing to? Share. I a long time when I first got off the show, I dated uh Ashley Frazier. It just didn't work out between the two of us, but we're we're still on good terms. And you know, I know she's um, you know, happily married with two kids and doing really well. So I'm I'm happy for that. Yeah. Is the door closed with Olivia? I, Olivia and I are are good friends, but I do care about Olivia a lot, you know. Um I, you know, always will. And I think that when we dated, I think the timing played a large part of, you know, why it didn't work out. Because I think on, on so many levels, we uh, are very compatible. Um, so, you know, I would never say the door is closed completely. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't say that about anyone. You know, I just I think life is funny the way it works and, and you just never know. Yeah. And when you have a friend that, you know, you are find very attractive and also you know you know that um she has all these wonderful qualities of course i would never never close that door i think you know right now i'm in i'm in la she's you know living her her best life in new york and and so you know that there's no yeah i i don't know when or if that would happen but you know i would never close the door on that i you know she's someone i care about a lot and i I could see, you know, us be, you know, doing working out very well together. To be honest, because we do get along so well, and we do, uh, we are compatible on a lot of different levels. I have nothing but great things to say about her. I mean, if anything, I just look back at the time we dating, and it and it and it was just unfortunate that 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 the timing was what it was. I mean, she was just coming off of her season, and there was, as you know, you know that they really put her through the ringer, and so she was still dealing. I think with the fallout from that and also she was moving she was brand new in New York City and moving and and I just think she was you know I think we were both different people uh, at that point than we are today and and I she would probably be the first to to say that and to admit that but you know unfortunately mm-hmm. sometimes um you know sometimes you only get one one shot at, at dating someone and then it, you know you become friends and it's sort of that's it you know you can't sort of unscramble an egg um but but I would never say never. I would never say the door is not, not you know, I would never say the door is closed. Olivia, if you're listening to this, 
Slide in. I would tell her that myself. I have told no, her that. I know. She, she, she knows. knows. I feel, well, do you remember what she said, Jackie? At, at yeah, but I, I wasn't, like she... I wasn't going to say it, but oh, I know, okay. we? I won't say it. Well, no, she said something alluding to the fact that you may, that you would say the door's still open. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm not shy about that. Well, yeah. That's I'm, great. I, I mean, that's awesome. Maybe the timing yeah. will lead you down. Yeah. That. I, you know, I don't, think there's any anything is imminent you know i think we're we're really on on great terms and and good friends and so um yeah is paradise like off the table though because they're, they're casting for that very soon hmm. i think for me yeah you know i'm gonna turn 43 this month you know i don't think i don't think i want to so be is my, my husband when's your birthday may 20th his birthday's May 16th. That's funny. Oh, wait, so your yeah. birthday just happened. Happy belated. Wait, May 20th. No, no, no. Or no, May, May 20th. Oh, I thought you said April 20th. Like, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so you're four days after my husband and he's going to be 43 too. Gosh. Remember when we were like little and 43 was like adult grown ups old. And now it's like. Oh, my oh, yeah, 33 was. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, wild. it's it's definitely different. But I, I do feel that I'm entering an age where. The fact that I've never been engaged and never been married is is going to start to look like a red flag. I, I'm totally aware of that and admit that. And and I think also, you know, this "Why Are You Still Single" series maybe shows, you know, that I'm trying. You know, I'm doing my best, and and that there are certain things that are out of my control. Uh, and you know, and I think the the series explains that. And I think part of you know going back to you know one of your first questions when I got on here, it's you know, we're all, if you are single and dating, we're all asked that question over and over again. Why are you still single? You know, and it mm. it's either something very complimentary and you know, along the lines of like, why are you still single? You have all these amazing qualities. Like you're, mm. you know, like any, any woman or any man would want to date you kind of thing. Or it's like, why are you still single? Like what the, what's wrong with you? Like, how can you still be single? What is wrong with you? What is, you know, it's gotta be you, you know, something's gotta be wrong with you. So you know, this is, uh, you know, I don't know the answer, uh, but, you know, this series. But we will find out. <laughs> well, I think it's, I think it's how I'm still, I think it's answering the question of how I'm still, because <laughs> yeah. this, you know, I'm going on these dates and putting myself out there. I'm, I'm using the apps. I'm meeting people in real life. I'm getting set up. I'm, I'm doing all the things that, you know, I need to do to at least put my best foot forward. And sometimes I'm just going on dates with women that are, just not uh, aligned with with me communication wise or or with values and 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 you know sometimes it just makes for a really funny story or a heartbreaking story or a, an unsolved mystery like a, you know a couple of them and when you're swiping around on said apps what what do you look for for someone you're gonna match with age appropriateness i think mm -hmm. that is number one um, especially these days uh, I look for, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I look for a, a an attraction to that person's face. Uh, I like, you know, a pretty smile, of course, that's, that does it. Um, I look at their political views. So those, I'd say those are the main things. And I think from there, you know, I, I can't be on the app for too long. You know, I'm not doing like deep research. And then I, you know, I'm, I'm, I spend a few minutes a day on each of them just to see what's there. And then if we match, then I'm doing, then I'm reading the entire bio. Then I'm, I'm, I'm looking, you know, because I, I don't want to, I don't want to waste my time doing that. 
if we're ultimately not going to match and it's going to be moot and it, and it's not going to matter anyway, I'd say I do some quick surface research just to swipe. And then when I have a match, that's when I'm like, okay, is this someone I want to engage with and talk to and possibly ask out, ask out on a, on a real date in real life. How often do you, or for how long do you talk to them before you ask them on a date? I'm just trying to get to know your process of, of maybe we can figure yeah. out why it's not, not working. Very long, not very long. I am I, very decisive. I know what okay. I want and I know. And when I see it, I, you know, I know it. And so I want to get off of those apps, you know, like, I, because also, you know, and this is not a, like, not supposed to be a humble brag, but if you don't, if you're talking like sometimes, you know, you get other matches and then that person gets pushed down and you, you might just like lose them in the dating app limbo. So I try to, if it's someone I'm like, wow, this person's interesting without being too forward. Like, I'm not just like, hi, how's your day? Here's my number. Let's go out for a drink. You know, that's too much. I want a little bit of, a little bit of a back and forth, a little bit of a rapport. And if we're sort of lockstep on communicating and responding, getting back to each other, I'd say, uh, you know, after three or four rounds, I'm like, hey, let's, you know, let's elevate this to texting. Here's my number. Uh, and, and then once we're in texting, then it's much more likely that I'm going to be asking this person on uh, on a date. What's the craziest, um, like, unusual place that you've maybe asked a girl for her number for example in the movies they always show you're in the checkout line at a supermarket so i know that people like before they go to the supermarket like well you never know but like i've never been hit on in a supermarket has there been any situation where you've hit on someone in like a library or like someplace random like that yeah i asked a girl out once at the lax bag check uh baggage claim <laughs> how did that work uh, out? i noticed her on the flight and I just, while we were waiting for our bags, uh, I struck up a conversation and ended up asking her out and ended up going on one, one date with her. And she was, she was lovely, but not, not for me. Um, not, not my type ultimately, but you know, I, I think there's some fun and excitement when you ask someone out in real life organically like that. And it makes you more motivated, at least me, it makes me more motivated to follow up on, on, on a plan and to to plan a fun date and to, you know, whereas on a dating app, you're like, let's meet for coffee or let's do a FaceTime first. When you meet someone in real life, you're, you're, you're already a step ahead and you feel like let's have dinner, you know, let's go have dinner. Right. You know? Skipping all those then, steps. That's yeah, interesting. And then in LA, I'm like, okay, well, here's the drop down menu of the 47 dietary restrictions, which 30 are you? So I can pick a <laughs> restaurant that we can actually eat at and, you know, that kind of thing. So that, then that sort of comes next, but. I hope you at least gave her some kind of baggage pun when you asked her out. Like, want to go on a date? I promise Ooh, I don't have any good. baggage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, lots of baggage. No. She had she had tons. She was actually, oh, okay. it was an international flight. And so she was mm. um, moving to uh, back to LA for a short period of time. And so. Oh, but cool. too much baggage couldn't work too out. Too much baggage, had a lot of baggage. Yeah, she had a lot of baggage, but but was was perfectly lovely. Like there, there's an example of a date that was totally normal. We had a nice time. It just wasn't a physical, like a, a physical romantic thing. Um, there was no sort of chemistry. And, you know, that would never be an episode of, and the only reason I'm talking about is because I haven't asked her out at, at the baggage claim at LAX. Um, I'm sure I have other, you know, funny, you know, I've definitely asked um, people out, you know, after a, a fitness class or 
you know, after the gym, I, I asked someone out on the subway once in New York. Oh, so you're all about like, me cute. These are maybe my worst nightmare getting ass out at the gym or <laughs> maybe also on yeah. the subway. No, the I don't like the, hop on the gym treadmill. is the worst because you're like sweaty and gross. And it's like, I don't yeah. want to talk to anyone. No, the gym is a delicate because I don't, mm. I want to, don't want to talk to anyone either. And, and I wouldn't ask someone out who's in the middle of like, you know, like doing, doing their thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is like, we are filling up our water bottle at the same time and our AirPods are out or we're walking out at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's that's fair that game. I, yeah, that's someone that I've, I've seen over and over again at, because we go around the same time and, and et cetera. We both belong to that gym. And so we're always like sort of saying hi in a, in a cursory way. And then you finally are find an opportunity to strike up a conversation. But yeah, and this is another thing, you know, Jackie, that I think I have a lot of female friends who say the opposite. I have a lot of female friends who are like, I'm so tired of dating apps. I wish a guy would just come up to me and, and, you know, yeah. say hi and, and, you know, have the, have the guts, have the, you know, the balls to do that in person. And I'm like, look, well, what, like, talk about what are you doing when you see a guy that you're like, wow, it'd be nice if that guy asked me out. Are you reading a book or your AirPods in? Do you look like you want to be a pro? Like, because I will say, you know, there's one thing as a man of, of the fear of rejection, which you need to get over, right? You know, what's the worst that could happen that she says no, or she says, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend or, you know, she's, you know, whatever that that's, I think that's a lot less worse than the rest of the day thinking, having regret for not just going and saying hello to this person and, and seeing where it went. But as the, as the woman, if you see someone that you would, wouldn't mind approaching, maybe like, you know, maybe just close the book and you know, take the AirPods out for a second because, you know, the guy doesn't want to, you know, facing rejection is one thing, but also interrupting you and feeling like mm-hmm. you're, he's like, you know, snapping you out of like, that's even, you know, I think that's even uh, more of a deterrent than fear of rejection. True. Okay. I feel like something I get told a lot is that like, you're just like, you give off an unapproachable vibe because I'm either in my phone or on my headphones or whatever. Yeah. So, but is, wouldn't it be creepy slash weird if someone's just like like if I'm sitting at a bar reading my book or on my phone or whatever if I don't do those things and just like what am I supposed to be doing <laughs> then no you know I, I don't like, know I, twirling I've your hair, twirling my hair giving eyes to everyone I don't know no, you're maybe you're striking up a conversation with the bartender maybe you're I, I think it's this I think it's you shouldn't I'm not saying to do it the entire time and sit there like <laughs> right <laughs> for 30 minutes dipping your yeah. martini uh, what I'm saying is you happen to notice yourself, someone that you're like, oh, that guy's kind of kind of cute. I wouldn't mind if he said hello to me. And then that's when you would, I would say, mm-hmm. maybe notice that, maybe put the phone down, whatever, just to give him, you know, and then you can say, look, I gave this guy an opportunity to to approach, you know, at that, right. you know, for, for at least 15 minutes and he didn't. Now I'm back to my book. Now I'm back to my phone. Mm. You know, maybe as a girlfriend, maybe he's just not interested whatever the case might be. Um, that's all I'm saying. Uh, and then what a good tip too. a good tip could possibly be um, asking some kind of generic question to the person like, like, Oh, Hey, do you have the time or any something relevant to wherever you are? Um, because if it's someone that's interested, they would probably turn and be like, yeah. And then like, maybe because you've striked up a conversation that they'd start talking to you more. But if it's someone True. that's not interested, yeah. they'd be like, it's four o'clock and then like walk away. And then you're like, okay, well, they're not interested. Exactly. So you just, I mean, something just as simple as hi, my name is anything to break the ice. 
it, you're right. It, it's, I agree 100%. If that person is is sharing that interest, they will engage and then you can take it from there and build on it. If they're not, they will completely shut down, shut the conversation down and then you know, and then we're, yeah, that's it. You just back mm-hmm. off. You should do like tips and um, advice on your TikToks and YouTubes too. Like from mm-hmm. a straight man to the ladies, tell them what they should be doing. Have you considered yeah. that? Well, you're no yeah. Nick Vial. I mean, okay, but I he could he could well. be the new Nick Vial. The new and improved we don't like Nick him Vial. these days. I had these women, you know, attacking me because I thought that a you know that a woman shouldn't lie about whether she's sober or not. I don't think you know giving <laughs> advice, you know, a, you know, a straight white man giving advice to women is exactly something that's <laughs> that's wanted or needed on TikTok. Maybe, but if someone at, were to ask me, certainly, you know, this advice is advice that I've given to to friends of mine. It, you know, if you if you want that scenario if you want that meet cute rom-com scenario you know maybe like meet us halfway you know or not even halfway like you know just just you know take out the obstacles you know okay. out of your ears and yeah gotta get dressed and go to whole foods this weekend that'll right, without any headphones nothing i would approach someone who's like in sweatpants and a sweatshirt True, with yeah. makeup on and like you know i i think that's cute like i'm i'm in i i am into that and and i know many guys are you know and and many women are so it has nothing to do with that. It's just about, you know, not feeling like I am going to be like pissing someone off because they're clearly in the middle of a conversation. They're listening to to a podcast, you know, they're listening to She's All Batch and they're really into it and they, they don't want to yeah. be interrupted. You know, I can't blame them. Right. You know, they don't want they don't want Michael Garofalo coming up to them and saying hello. Like they're listening to they're listening to you girls. Yeah, but they get a bachelor encounter while listening to our podcast that would come like full circle for us totally very meta yeah especially if you listen Um, to our our interview weird and then you're in person and they're like uh you're on my in my ears right now so what is next for this series are we gonna make it a movie is it going to netflix Mm -hmm. oh i don't think so i don't you know (laughs) i i think that I have storyboarded a number of episodes and I'm, oh, awesome. I'm, oh, you're like organized. Yeah, I am organized because I have a lot of material and I remember a, a story, I, I put it down and, and I'm sort of checking them off as we go. And, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ultimately run out of material, what I'll end up doing with it. Obviously, if I start dating someone seriously, I would update it with that. I would still probably tell these stories because I think they're great stories. And I, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see where it, we'll see where it goes. I'm just doing this for fun, and I yeah. you know, have a real full time job and other things going on. I, I just do it when I can, you know. I, to be honest, after this, you know, if I have some time, I may film the wrap up episode for the that that's my um, I should should have said that earlier. That's sort of my program is I I do the episode that's about the date, and then I do a wrap up episode which sort of responds to some of the comments um that and and suggestions that others make and also gives some you know where are they now uh mm-hmm. you know updates to the story and what has happened since and some you know maybe you know more behind the scenes information which is always you know i think it's interesting uh i think the viewers enjoy that i because i you know try to answer their questions or or address some of of their comments and so, you know, that's, you know, I do the episode, then I do the wrap up episode and then move on to the to the next. So we'll see. I mean, it would be nice to say that, hey, I'm going to run out after the ones that I have storyboarded 
for now, I'm gonna I'm not gonna have any more, you know, bizarre dating stories or unsolved but mysteries or you never know. Stories. You may go on a date next week and it's gonna give you more. Uh, yeah, so. I may. And and that happened, you know, that the one with you know with, with scratching her armpit was was more recent, you know. So you never know. Nice. Well, Jackie so doesn't know the story, but she like hung her hand, she like scratched her armpit and then left her hand in her armpit for the whole date or something or for a good period it was a of time. series of bizarre things on this date but at <laughs> one point yeah we were we were like in a loungy sort of area and she like leaned back on the couch and put her hand through the front of her shirt and just started like massage like mm, i don't know i gotta think about that like you know she was like talking yeah. while like massaging her like i thought she was gonna do like a Mary oh Catherine God. Gallagher situation or maybe mm -hmm. like make some fart noises for us. I, I don't know what <laughs> she was doing, but it was so bizarre that that was sort of, but that was sort of the cherry on top of this terrible date Sunday. So, uh, you know, at that point I was already, they're already sort of checked out, but I was like watching this, like, what is she doing? Like how long? Yeah. Like, how long was it in there? And I need like, to like, know. Like it felt like forever. <laughs> but it was probably it was definitely over a minute maybe a minute two minutes because i was like how long is she going to keep her hand down the like slid down the front of her shirt yeah her that's so, so strange weird. yeah maybe oh she pulled God. a muscle or something she needed to maybe <laughs> i don't know i don't know what it, i don't know what it was i I probably, yeah, I mean, if I had to do something, I probably would have said, oh, sorry, I have an itch. Like, you know, I don't know. Something. Right. At <laughs> least like, like address I, it. Now it's weird because they're not saying anything. Yeah. yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't say anything because she was actually talking, like she was continuing the conversation without interruption. Like she didn't skip a beat. You know what I'm saying? Like she was just in yeah. there, you know, I was like, are you sure or unsure? Bizarre. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Oh my God. Well, guys, you got to go check out this series. Can you plug again where everything is so people can go find it? Yeah. So it's on tiktok at why are you still single and it's at it's on instagram at why are you still single official well thank yes. you so much for shedding some light on your interesting <laughs> dating history and yeah. uh they could follow you at just at michael garofola right yeah i'm just at michael garofola very original creative just my first name last name no spicing no it up spice yeah no spice whatsoever to that all right. Well, cool. thank you, Michael, for coming back on. And hopefully we get some more juicy stories to come. I can't wait to watch the rest. Yeah, you never know. We'll see. Um, thank you for watching and thank you for having me back. This was fun. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, send it to seven different friends. Give us five stars, leave a review and share it on your Instagram stories and tag me and maybe I'll share it back. Oh, wow. Maybe you'll share it back. That's very exciting. Homework for this um, week. Yeah, exactly. Write that down in your agenda, people. And speaking of homework <laughs> and agendas and school, so this will be coming out Thursday. So this is the, the day after the Vanderpump Rules Part 1 reunion. And if you guys are like, why is everyone talking about Vanderpump? What is going on? And you want to be caught up with what is going on. We have a whole Patreon episode called Scandaval 101, where I sit down and Stephanie takes notes on the drama of Vanderpump Rules. And we've gotten a lot of great feedback from you guys who really liked it. So we definitely plan to do more Vanderpump conversations in the future. But yeah, check that all out on our Patreon because that is where it is. And you got to be in the know. I hate when everyone's watching a show and I don't know about it, you know? Well, now I feel very much in the know and I'm very excited mm -hmm. to be a part of it. So yeah. And even my 
my best friend, Trisha, who was listening to our Patreon, and she's like, and she's a huge Vanderpump fan, and she still loved listening to it. Like, it's just mm-hmm. hearing people, like, okay, small tangent, but my husband's a big boxing fan, and apparently something crazy in the boxing world happened this weekend. Okay. I don't fucking know. Someone won that shouldn't have won. And all he okay. wants to do, he's like, I'm just looking for new podcasts. That I just want to hear people talk about it, because I'm, like, so interested and amped right. up about this story. I want to hear people talk about it. And I think that's what this is. Like, Everyone's so invested in this Scandaval story that, like, they just want to hear people talk about it because it's interesting. Whether you're a Vanderpump fan or you're not a Vanderpump fan, I think there's something for both parties here because I went into it knowing nothing. And so Mm -hmm. I I just think this one's an interesting episode. So anyways, (laughs) that's on Patreon.com slash She's All Batch. Also... We are taking a week off, guys. Next week, there is not going to be a regular episode. We do not take time off ever, if you've noticed. I think our last time off was like fucking December. We are going, so June 1st, we're not going to have a standard episode. We will return the following week. However, we made a point to schedule a new Patreon episode that's going to be running that week. All about almost bachelorettes. We did the bachelor version and now we're doing the bachelorette version. So it's all of the wild ass stories of front runner girls that you all know that were promised the lead and had it ripped from under them. So it's, it's really good. This is like the guy version was like Luke Pell booked his, had his flight booked. And then last minute, they're like, by the way, we're going with Nick. That type of stuff. But for all the girls that you may not even know were considered. Like Christina Shulman, Kaylin Miller Mm Keys. Lots of good stuff here. So if you need us next week, definitely go to that because that's where we'll be, Patreon. Don't blow up our DMs being like, where's the episode? Oh, God. We're we're still going to get that, though. I know. But that's okay. I I mean, send them to me. Sometimes I like responding. But I respond. But yeah, send them to Jackie, too. Make sure you follow us. Follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore and follow Stephanie at She's All Batch on all platforms. If you're like, <laughs> wow, it's getting <laughs> platforms. Yes, with my fancy accent. Um, if you're like, oh my God, it's getting so hot and I need to be even hotter. <laughs> I'm going to get a sweatshirt that says She's All Batch. You can go check out our merch. As you can see, if you guys ever watch like the video versions of like our interviews and stuff, me and Stephanie wear merch like every single day of our oh, lives. Oh, speaking of the video versions, I feel like we don't put this out there enough. I know we've kind of gone hard on Patreon in this episode, Mm -hmm. but one more plug. If you are someone that likes to visually see interviews, our tier one on Patreon is all of our video interviews. So some of our Mm -hmm. greatest, like Crystal and Clayton and Susie, all in this vault. And the only place you could watch the full interviews is our Patreon channel. And that's like the cheaper tier. So you can watch all of our video interviews. I feel like we never promote that though, because we're always pushing like the bonus episodes, which is the second tier. But, you know, there's love for the video interviews as well. Is that it? I think that's it. Bye, bitches.